Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy Tuesday to you, patriots. And what can only be described is an abominable shit show of congressional proportion today. I was literally blown away. I've spent most of the day with my blood pressure, I'm sure, through the roof. I'm going to play a little bit of this today. Um, Attorney General Barr was hauled in before Congress, House Judiciary meeting, um, hearing rather, and I have never seen such a display of disgraceful behavior on behalf of elected servants of this country. I honestly, just I, I can't even think of the last time that I've seen this level of reprehensible rebellion on behalf of Democrats. I tweeted today, and I will stand by my words, and I will stand by them in the future, as I usually do, no matter how much trouble they get me in, but into. But I will say this. I am fully convinced that the Democrat Party of today, of 2020, the congressional Democrats that I saw sitting in the House of Representatives today in this hearing would absolutely sell their children into a sex slave trade to take down the President of the United States. If they thought it would eject Donald Trump from the Oval Office, they would absolutely do it. I'm a mother. I am a victim of sexual abuse as a child, as a teen, even as an adult. So I don't say these things lightly and I don't say them to be emotional or hyperbolic. I say them because I truly believe that we are operating on this level of demonic influence. And we see what's being busted wide open on behalf of the kingdom of light right now to shine a light on the kingdom of darkness and people in very high places who have been involved in some very egregious things with regard to trafficking. I love our children. I love one of my followers. I call her Mrs. Naya. She's a black woman. She is all about the whoredoms of the black community. She is, she abhors black culture, as it were, here in the United States. Most of my African friends do as well. Um, just absolutely abhor anything about black culture in America because they, they look at blacks in America like, what the hell are you guys complaining about? Like, we literally left our country, which, are you know, there are a number of countries they come from on the continent of Africa, 
number of countries come over here. They fled, you know, crazy tribal leaders, lions, you know, like real life issues over there, right? Or like real life life and death stuff, right? And they come over here and they legally, by the way, and they make a better life for themselves. They're extremely successful, very hardworking, and they look at the bros driving around in their cars with princess tags on the back because the woman's usually at work while, you know, homeboys at home shacked up with, you know, the five kids that they got going on, you know, eating bonbons and chilling with the bros. I mean, that's the black culture here, blaming everything that doesn't go right on the white man. Nevertheless, I tweeted today that they would sell their children. Mrs. Naya reminded me that they already have. They've been trafficking black children since the beginning of this country and way before this country. So if we could ever reconcile that, the self-rejection within the own black culture and community, that'd be a beautiful thing. But in the meantime, I want to play this for you because it's important to put into context what it was that set me off today that was really just absolutely abhorrent. And it's, 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 it's Jerry Nadler who is leading this complete shit show of a hearing where, imagine if you will, being hauled in before a tribunal, right? And, and they're, they're hurling questions at you in every time, and indictments, by the way, and allegations and accusations, and um, in, in all but an indictment, I should say, um, and a guilty verdict, and they won't allow you the time necessary to answer the question. It's just one fire after another. It's one dart fired after another. And you, God bless the House Republicans. Thank you, Jim Jordan. Thank you, Matt Gates. Thank you, so many others who stood in the gap to allow for A.G. Barr to finally answer the questions that he was shut down from answering without fail, every time a Democrat stepped to the podium, God help us if Hank Johnson is elected again. Truly, someone who could clearly easily be considered the dumbest person in the United States Congress, and I'm sure he's a lovely man in person, but anyone who would contemplate whether or not an island an island, could tip over because there's too many people on it is someone who doesn't need to be in the United States Congress. I mean, am I the only one who understands this? And he represents my state. But he's black. And that's what we worship here. All right, here we go. It's all out in the open, where the people can see what you are doing for themselves. The president wants footage for his campaign ads, and you appear to be serving it up to him as ordered. In most of these cities, the protests had begun to wind down before you marched in and confronted the protesters. And the protesters aren't mobs. They are mothers and veterans <laughs> and mayors. Wow. In this moment, real leadership would entail de-escalation. So I've been watching, um, <laughs> so I've been Dinesh. watching, um, Jerry Nadler grilling Attorney General Barr. And it makes me think of a question that applies to Republicans these days. Why is it the case that even when we seem to be in control, we're not in charge. Even when we have two out of the three branches of government, uh, somehow the left always sets the agenda. Mm -hmm. And the reason they're able to do it is because of their use of narrative, mm -hmm. narrative. So here we see Nadler pushing a narrative. And the narrative is that um, Barr has no genuine interest in law enforcement. He's merely a kind of shill 
for the Trump re-election campaign. And um, Barr responds uh, kind of clinically, uh, methodically, um, laying out facts. It's effective in a way, but it doesn't fight fire with fire. It doesn't combat the other side's narrative. And this is actually the Republican approach. Mm -hmm. We somehow think that facts can dethrone a narrative. I think back to the 1980s when um, Senator Kennedy would say of Judge Bork, he wants to have back alley abortions, he wants to force uh, women to have control over their sex lives. And then Judge Bork would go, well, my understanding of Roe versus Wade, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't effectively meet the attack. Correct. And I would love to have Barr counter with Nadler and say, look, you're the head of the Judiciary Committee. Isn't it your job to oversee the prosecution of law and order in this country. We have our cities burning with the complicity of Democratic mayors and sometimes Democratic governors. They're letting this happen. Their staffers are in league with the rioters and the arsonists. And here you are apologizing for this mayhem and pretending as if the problem isn't the thugs on the street, but the law enforcement that is trying to get the thugs off the, off the street. street. That's Dinesh D'Souza. Love it. And he goes on with his commentary, but it's so true. A.G. Barr sat there as if he was some type of a shill. That's how they painted him out to be all day long. He sat there for hours taking it. And he's, Dinesh is absolutely correct on this. It's something that I've said for years. The Republican Party is still fighting a guerrilla warfare, G-U-E, warfare in, in, Colonial terms, we're, we're going to walk five paces and kneel and announce our fire. I mean, have you guys ever watched Gettysburg? It is truly one of the most maddening movies to watch, not only because of all the bloodshed, but if you haven't seen it in a while, you should, because it's, it is the prime example of how we fight. There's just an open field, and people just walk out into the middle of the field. There, there's only a few people who understood guerrilla warfare and those were the southerners those were the confederates who understood how to get into the woods hide behind the trees you know take some sniper shots we don't operate that way as a party i'm not really sure why it doesn't serve us it does not serve us not to turn the gun back in the other direction the gun was, fi was fired. It was pointed and fired at this man for over four hours today. And it was some of the most egregious behavior I've honestly ever seen. It embarrassed me as an American citizen. It embarrassed me for the party of the Democrats. It is, it, it angered me. It incensed me because what, what, he, what they did was they made A.G. Barr, and all those men and women who have not slept in days, like they go for days on end with very little sleep, A.G. Barr went on to describe the scene in the federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon, and said, you know, you d there was one congressman, and his name escapes me because I was driving, and I just, it was like the worst train wreck ever. I left the house, just madder than two hells, got in the car, was still mad, and thought, well, I'm going to listen to it while I'm on my way to my next appointment, and um, tried not to drive off the road and, you know, bump people off into ditches because I was just so angry listening to this. It was madness and mayhem, and this one representative says, hey, you know, can you describe the morale of, of your men and women? Your, your federal agents in harm's way who are guarding 
a federal courthouse. He had to remind these nincompoops a hundred times that these are federal buildings they're protecting. This isn't, you know, and here's the deal. Uh, Governors, local municipalities, if you don't want the feds in your state, do it yourself. I mean, when are we going to start holding these governors culpable, accountable for complete negligence of duty, violations of their oaths of office? When is that going to happen? It has to happen. It's not enough to keep pulling the covers back. It's going to have to happen. Justice, justice is going to need to be pursued and executed or you're going to lose the country. People are tired. A.G. Barr goes on to describe you know, the average day and evening of a federal agent, whom the left has referred to all day in this hearing as stormtroopers. Stormtroopers to align them with Nazis. Remember, they control the narrative. Dinesh is absolutely spot on about that. My daughter was a narrative studies major at USC, God help her, uh, with a neuroscience minor. So we are very clear in this family on, on how narrative, not to mention me being in ministry for the past 10 years of my life, understanding how words really do have the power of life and death. They have the power of lies versus truth. They have the power to persuade people to vote one way or the other via uh, disinformation, misinformation, feelings, emotions. I mean, they know this about you. This is how we all vote. We vote emotionally. Well, I hope so in this case. I hope people on the left are so embarrassed by their Congress that they're like, to hell with it. We can't, we're not down with this. This is not who we are. And Biden needs to be in diapers eating applesauce and cottage cheese at 4 p.m. So ready for his bath. But, and God bless him, it's horrible what his family's allowed him to, you know, to go through. I would never set my, who does that? Who does that but a Democrat? Like I said, they would traffic their children to take this president down. And I have never made this about Donald Trump in the past years of his office. I have never made anything the Democrats have done about the president. I have, I have, I've stayed my focus on the nation. But without doubt, this is all about President Donald Trump. And and it is, in fact, for the nation as well. It's a fight for the country. But for sure, this is about Donald Trump. And and they are out to get him. It is about him just as much, I believe, as it is about the country. But A.G. Barr, circling back, he describes how for 60 days, 60 days there's been a fight with these federal agents and these goons, who we know are goons, they're not protesters. My local news media does the same thing. I got lambasted in national press from a local media diva because she was pissed off that I made a comment about how horrible her coverage was of our riots that she kept insisting were, were peaceful protests, even though they were throwing water bottles, hee <laughs> hee, uh, you know, at the officers, giggle, giggle. That's not funny. There's nothing funny about that. They weren't protests. There was, there was nothing justified. She kept justifying it. When I called her out on it, I became the white she-devil numero uno. Made national news over that. Some people think I lost my job over that, but that's not why I lost my job. Lost my job two weeks before this, matter of fact. But this is the news you're dealing with. This is an ABC affiliate. A local Atlanta news station watching the city burn still on the side 
of capitulation toward rioters, not protesters. So the narratives they use are protesters. You just heard Jerry Nadler say it. These are mothers. These are veterans. No, if you are in the middle of this anarchy, you are in fact guilty by association. Someone else tried to bring up the Fourth Amendment. And that you can't be guilty by association. You need to be caught with your pants down and the other goons in order to be, you know, taken off into a van by federal agents, uh, suited and booted. And I love the way A.G. Barr um, stood to that and said, well, what, what the part of the story you're not getting, you're trying to get me to admit to, is that somehow I have violated someone's First Amendment right here. And uh, in their Fourth Amendment, right, is is by saying that somehow we just scooped everyone up into a van, and 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 they weren't uh, culpable. Somehow they were just guilty by association. But what you don't realize is that maybe they were the person holding the laser hours beforehand, and we decided tactically to go back a little bit later when we knew there would not be such a mob, and we located this person, put them in the van. And did what we did. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but generally speaking, uh, generally in 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 general in generalizations, that's what he said. And I thought, yeah, see, we're not a, we're not law enforcers. These are things we don't know. We're not out there thinking tactically with firebombs and firecrackers and and uh, fireworks and other things blasting off in our tear gas blasting off in our face, bottles filled with piss and and uh, you know other liquids being heaved at us, rocks stones, um, crazy furniture, whatever they can get their hands on, crazy stuff, right? Here he is defending, defending, can you imagine? He's defending the president's call to defend federal territory, which would be a federal courthouse. I mean, as if they're out to get a bunch of innocent moms and veterans. No. As far as I'm concerned, if you're out there now, you go with them. And that's exactly what I would tell my daughter. If she was out in one of these things or anyone else I love, if you get caught up in that storm and you get hauled off to jail or someone pellets you in the forehead with a, with a, paint, with a paint pellet or whatever they are, a rubber bullet, and you end up on Facebook trying to play the victim, don't call me about it. You deserve to go to jail. At this point, this needs to be shut down. This Congress needs to be shut down. Someone needs to stand up and shut the Democrats down. I mean, we have completely lost our way. Uh, So in other news with regard to hydroxychloroquine, according to the FDA... Um, it's not an effective treatment for COVID-19. But that's not what a group of doctors are telling us who have decided that they've had enough of this false narrative. Speaking of narratives, check this out. There is a group of doctors who've band together. They're called America's Frontline Doctors. Uh, They've had a summit. They were standing out in front of the United States Capitol and held a press conference. They're catching an enormous amount of flack now. Many of their videos have been removed from social media. 
and their narrative that they're spinning on social media, especially on Facebook, is that this is disinformation that is dangerous to your health. You can still find it uh, in some places. You can find it on my Twitter feed. It has not been removed. I have a number of these videos up, but I want you to hear from one woman specifically who's an MD, emergency doctor, and she is letting all of Congress have it. Uh, Sanja Gupta, who a lot of people on the left look up to for all forms of medical advice, who she calls out as well. He is, he is a neurosurgeon. He has not treated patients for COVID-19. So what the hell does he know is basically what she's saying. She's a Christian. She's from Cameroon. She is, um, she is bold, and she's got a lot to say. Check this out. Her name is Dr. Stella Emanuel, MD. I'm a pediatrician and an emergency room physician, Houston, Texas. I come from a different perspective. I'm from Cameroon originally, and I went to medical school in Nigeria. We took hydroxychloroquine, we took camoquine, flavoquine, and all the quins. So I'm kind of used to these medications. So when they started saying it was not work, it was dangerous, I was like, what? Because we give it to babies, pregnant women, elderly people, everybody takes it. Hydroxychloroquine works. I have treated over 350 patients, asthmatics, diabetics, old people, 92 year olds, 70 something year olds, 80 something year olds. We've not had one death. America, you don't need to be afraid. COVID has a cure. You don't need to be afraid. COVID has prevention. If they put everybody on hydroxychloroquine right now, for those with early disease, early disease, and those that want to get prevention, I'm telling you, we will stop COVID in its tracks in 30 days. I say that, and I can back that up. And for all of you that are attacking us and telling us that we don't exist, why don't you just look me up? Take tax medical board. Look up every one of us. We're physicians. You can find us. We're not hiding. We're right here. Thank you. That is her along with seven other physicians that it seems or appears standing out in front of the United States Capitol saying, here we are, America, don't be afraid. Notice how many times she said that. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. There is a cure. There is a remedy. you got to start early. She goes on on her Twitter uh, feed to really blast um, uh, con- members of Congress, as well as Dr. Fauci. Check this out. Now going, hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. They're actually taking the prophylaxis. I know, I have put a lot of them on it. They are taking prophylaxis. They and their families are protected, and they're busy telling Americans, well, we can't prescribe it because, you know, I'm scared for my license. But you know what? This is the even good part. You see, uh, what's his name? That dude on CNN that got sick. What's his name again? <laughs> Andrew Cuomo's brother, the... The, you know, the crazy mm-hmm. one? The crazy one. That dude, I knew he took hydroxychloroquine. Do you know why? <laughs> he kept saying that he was having nightmares. I knew he took some form mm-hmm. of hydroxychloroquine or one of them, probably the bad version. These people are taking hydroxychloroquine. I dare everyone in DC, all you talking heads on CNN, give me a urine sample. If I check your urine and you don't have hydroxychloroquine in your urine, then ask America not to take it. You senators, all of them. You know why they don't wear masks? Anthony Fauci can sit around and not wear masks because they are all on hydroxychloroquine. They know it, but they want Americans to die. So let's get it. I dare every single one of you. Give me a urine sample. If you're not on hydroxychloroquine, Anthony Fauci, I'm talking about, oh, who are they? Just name them. All these talking heads on CNN, they are all on hydroxychloroquine <laughs> and they want Americans to die. And they're like, oh no, it doesn't work. I know them. Give me a urine sample. If you're not on hydroxychloroquine, if we don't find it in your urine, then we'll stop treating people. I dare you. 
I double dog dare y'all give me a urine sample is what she says on her Twitter feed. She is a COVID doctor. She's calling Dr. Death, Dr. Fauci out. She's calling um, your con- your Congress members out, your senators. She's calling all of them out. You want to know why they're not walking around with masks, even though, you know, Jerry Nadler tried to make a spectacle of, of uh, Jim Jordan and others who were not wearing masks today for just a brief moment because they were attempting to take a sip of coffee or, uh, you know, they were getting ready to speak during the meeting, and, and he calls them out as, you know, making a mockery, not taking this disease seriously. This is all a show. This is a show. And the thing that's at stake is our economy, your livelihood, our peace, our unity. And the left has bought it stock, lock, and barrel, undoubtedly. They are absolutely on board with every bit of this. So this is what you're up against. You're up against disinformation and narrative spinning. It's like the, who was that? Rumpelstiltskin, right? Rumpelstiltskin is always spinning a narrative. And you got to know that that's really at a spiritual level. That's what you're contending with here. Uh, This doctor is really fascinating to me. She's a physician, author, speaker, entrepreneur, deliverance minister. Love that. She says she's a God's, uh, she's God's battle axe and weapon of war. Uh, Rehoboth Medical Center in Houston, Texas. She's part of Firepower Ministries. You can check her out at firepowerministries.org. I highly suggest that you follow her on Twitter at Stella Emanuel MD. She's a great follow. She is on fire. She is calling the lies for what they are. And so now my next question becomes, when are we going to see this sold over the counter? She, other doctors who are part of this group as well, putting their licenses on the line, putting their livelihoods, their lives on the line, their reputations on the line as MDs who have just had enough of this. And they've come out to say this is all lies. And uh, hydroxychloroquine is absolutely something that can be utilized. Some of you have been told that it can cause heart attacks, heart failure, heart issues. Uh, Other doctors have gone on record who are part of this group who have said that is absolutely unequivocally uh, not true in mass, at least in the sense of unless you come in with a pre-existing condition of a heart condition, it's no more or less dangerous uh, than other drugs that you would take over the counter. In Europe, this, this hydroxychloroquine is sold over the counter. And what she's saying is that some people have been dosed in high pulse doses of this, and that is dangerous for, for anyone for that matter. So what they're trying to do now is rush you into a vaccination. And we're going to talk more about that tomorrow. I promised you we would have conversations about the vaccine. I'm going to have physicians on with me this week as well as next week. So please stay tuned. Please continue to share my work. I do appreciate you. I'm on my own now and enjoying it thoroughly, I might add. Uh, Looking forward to my live shows, my videos beginning next week. So I will be live on the air taking your calls. I'll begin next Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays is when my show will air live from 5 to 6 p.m. drive time. So if you're driving home from work, if you still happen to have a job, uh, you're welcome to call in. If you're cooking dinner, if you're hanging out in the lawn, if you're just sitting back in the recliner, <laughs> if you're tired of watching mainstream media, or you're, uh, you know, uh, your talking heads on your local radio stations who are not allowed to speak truth, you're welcome to tune in to me. You're welcome to speak truth and hear truth on my show. So the Monica Matthew Show, Life, Love, and Liberty will be coming to you live from every social media platform I have, hopefully including Parlor. still trying to figure that out, as well as my YouTube channel at Monica Matthews. Uh, you can find that on YouTube. You can sign up today and be prepared. So as soon as I hit the ground running, I will be up and live. Would love to hear from you. We'll be taking live chats as well, uh, talking about topical things of the day. 
as well as some inspirational pieces. I mean, this is about life, love, and liberty. Right now, we are in war. For those of you who are waiting for a civil war, you no longer have to wonder we are there. I think it's important for you to... Um, for you to be able to wrap your mind around that because you don't have to wait for it. You, you haven't been called, you're not, you're not one of the Minutemen yet. You haven't been called yet, but there could be a time when that happens. Right now, uh, the Trump administration is, is taking the brunt for the rest of the country. So, uh, you know, as, as he has been for the past three years. But if you have any chance at all to, to sit back and just watch some of the clips from today, you'll understand that we are, in fact, at war. You have a left side of the aisle who, uh, who does not consider it criminal behavior to firebomb, firebomb a federal court building to beat the hell out of people in the streets, to attack law enforcement officers. I'm going to circle back and finish off with this. So A.G. Barr described, you know, the day in the life of a federal agent right now who has been holding down the fort. I mean, basically, this is like an Alamo moment for our federal agents uh, in Portland, right? So they're, they're towing the line. The, every barricade they put up, these little jack legs break through by the end of the night. They have uh, set fires on the actual on the inside of the building uh, that have thankfully been extinguished. Um, then during the day, you go back out and you try to barricade again. Um, business has been going on in the courthouse. They have continued, you know, to to do what federal courts do, um, but not without issue. And whenever the night falls, that's whenever the freaks come out and uh, the creeps and every other demonic force, and they are met with that. Um, the morale, you know, these guys are tired. These men and women are tired. Um, you know, not able to get sleep back at their hotels because Antifa finds them. For Jerry Nadler to suggest, and, and not even suggest, but he said blatantly that Antifa is a myth. They are controlling the narrative. I want you to go back and listen to Dinesh's piece again. You can hit rewind on this, especially if you're subscribing to my podcast. Just go back and rewind and listen to what he said. It is unequivocally true that they control the narrative. So as Republicans, you would think that after three years of Donald J. Trump sitting his bottom in the Oval Office with every form of non-statesman-like behavior, God love him. I'm super blessed to have him as my president. But you would think that the right would have descended from their sanctimonious cloud by now to understand that we are in guerrilla warfare, that this isn't just about President, Trump, that President Trump's narcissism. This isn't just about him needing to be right. This is exactly what it is. What he calls out for media on Twitter is exactly what we're contending with. It is guerrilla warfare. And it's so blatant. It's so obvious. I cannot help but wonder how long it's going to be before we are called to take up arms and take control of things ourselves. It's scary. It's scary, but it could absolutely happen. All right, guys. I love you. I'll be back tomorrow. You can uh, follow me all over the place. MonicaMatthews.com, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, where am I? Monica on your talk on Twitter. Uh, the Monica Matthews on Facebook. And uh, sign up for my newsletters. I just dropped another blog yesterday. You can check that out at MonicaMatthews.com. You can also donate, 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 and share my work. Every dime helps keep me on the air. I love you. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. <laughs>